<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to Living Your Truth with Tavares. It is season seven, and I got a very special guest here, very special guest, my brother from another. You know, it's interesting because we've never met in person, but the connection that we have created, the bond that we forged, it's like... We've known each other forever. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me. Coming back, he was here on first season, season one, Jason, the Sin God. What's up, dog? What's going on, man? It feels so good to be back. I'm still living my truth. I'm ready to check back in with my friend Tavares and see what he's been up to as well, man. I love that. I love that so much. So, you know, today's show is on bad habits. We've all struggled with bad habits. I know I have. And I've been able to be blessed and be mindful and intentional about my growth and, you know, swapping those bad habits for new, good, better serving habits. Now, you and I talk often about this. We talk all the time via text and we are very transparent with our inner struggles, which is one reason I really, really, really appreciate our friendship. I truly mean that. And so let's dive into some of the struggles that you've been experiencing and that you've overcame because you've been on a hell of an evolution yourself, my brother. So let's get going. What are some of the bad habits that you know just they stopped serving you, but yet you found yourself still involved with them. Oh man. The biggest one of course was alcohol. Okay. And a lot of the other bad habits I was, um, you know, I was, I was participating in were just basically a result or an effect directly that was coming from that alcohol use, man. And the alcohol use got to a point dude where i was drinking like anywhere from literally i'm not exaggerating like 20 to 40 beers a day wow there's there towards the end of it and yeah man you know so when you're drinking that many beers obviously it's going to come to a point where at first when you're drinking a lot of beers you're drunk every night you probably you're probably going to sleep at night and you're probably getting in in a habit of okay the alcohol is making me go to sleep but Mm -hmm. what i learned from reading about it and experiencing also firsthand is alcohol actually will deprive you of sleep eventually you know once it really starts its process on your body and your mind and so obviously drinking that many beers once it got to that point i wasn't going to sleep um i Mm. wasn't able to eat right i was eating maybe one time a day and i was uninterested in doing any of the things that you should be doing which i'm doing now like just little simple exercise every day and, and all that stuff and um yeah dude i was able to to cut it out finally i did over 
Well, I, I drank one time when I was in Milwaukee. Finally, I, and I knew, I knew, I knew it was gonna happen. Like I knew before I even went there. Like mm, if mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink beers, I bet it's gonna happen while I'm out here. But I did over a hundred days for the first time in my life, no alcohol. Nice. And everyday exercise. Then I went out there. We went to a place like an environment I never really been to before. It was a punk rock bar, mm, and okay. I was just, I was just like when I walked in. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to drink a beer in here. And the good <laughs> news is I'm probably not going to be in no punk rock bars or anything like that ever again in my life. But it was just it was just a night where I was like, I just um, knew that a day like that was going to come and that was it. But it is what it is. I don't feel like I uh, have like the urge to drink or anything like that anymore. Like the next day, I just didn't even think about it. And I just got back to my regular schedule. But Nice. The worst habit that I've faced for sure and struggled with majorly, and I'm still struggling with it, obviously, because I just drank, you know, a week ago, but is alcohol, man. And when you're drinking alcohol like that, you're going to be doing all kind of other bad habits. I know that's right, brother. I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so, you know, I love your transparency. <clears throat> I love how you're not holding yourself to the fire so much. And that also is a part of the process that I've experienced, you know, I would hold myself to the fire if I didn't make it, you know, to a certain number of days. And again, I've tried before I stopped drinking, I tried it all kinds of ways. So I feel you, I connect with you. And I'm so proud of you that you were able to assess the next day and get back on your grind and that you didn't have any urges. That's growth. So even though you had the drink for the first time after a hundred days, you still showed growth and I want you to really, you know, give yourself grace and also, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because it is very difficult to get to a hundred days. There's no question about it. There's so many thoughts going through your head. You're wondering if you're the same person. You're wondering if you can still be effective as the same person as you were. I know for me, that was a huge, like, issue. I felt like I wasn't as effective. I felt like maybe my energy was down, but again, alcohol will bring you those false pretenses. And so when it comes to bad habits, what have you found was the most helpful or just a few helpful things that helped you get to that hundred days? Well, first that helped you get to that first week. What were some of the things that helped you? Um, positive reinforcement from, from, uh, people, you know, people like you, you, you were, you were honestly the biggest, the biggest influence in not drinking. Cause I always had those thoughts in my head to do, to make some changes that were necessary, man. Mm -hmm. Like my uncle, somebody that he's never going to stop drinking and he's real transparent about that, you know? (laughs) That's okay. um, Definitely. I said, that's that's totally okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's totally transparent about that, like, and so it was just come to a point in my life where I would think, like, man, am I just gonna be like my uncle, you know, like, which he's cool, I love my uncle, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna live his life, you know, I wanna live my life. There you go. So, the biggest thing for me was, I already had those thoughts floating around in my head that I wanted to live a different life, and then when you just tapped in with me so tough off hearing me give my pitch on Clubhouse, I was like, this guy has a lot of good things to say. And he looks like he has some things in his life that I would like to have in my life that I don't have. So nice. and you were so adamant, so consistent, so persistent. Like 
when I was at the very beginning of it, it seemed like you text me almost every day. And it's like when that text would come through telling me like, Jason, dog, you're shining. You know, you got to be on your purpose, you know, but mm-hmm. life's not a joke and you don't control time. So like, don't play around, don't toy with your life no more. And I knew that if I didn't take it serious, you know, there wasn't going to be a reason for you to keep sending me those messages and being in support of me. And I was like, whatever this is, I'm, even though you said in the beginning of this podcast just now, we never met. But I was like, whatever this is with this stranger that I don't know, I want more of it in my life. Wow. So, it, you know, the positive influence from people is what started the first day. What got me to the 100 days is trading these habits out like a lot of people think they're going to quit smoking cigarettes they're going to quit drinking alcohol they're just going to stop and then and then they're not going to do it anymore well you got to start doing something else you got to stop doing the bad shit start doing the good shit that's it so the the way i got to the 100 days is because when you start doing like i started kind of small i did the 50 push-ups first then i did the 100 now i'm doing 200 nice so and I'm doing start trying to learn some other little exercises and shit too, but it's just I try to keep it simple so I don't stress myself out too much. And you know that's what you gotta do. Start small. So I started small, just doing the push-ups. After doing the, and then I held myself accountable by putting it on the internet because now boom, now everybody sees me doing it. So that's you don't right. want to look weak and only do it for a week, and then you're back on Facebook Live drinking beer. Now you look <laughs> like a dumbass, you know. So I held myself accountable in front of my fans. And also, I just started to fall in love with the progress I'm making, bro. Like, my body completely transformed in 30 days. When I quit drinking the beers and I started working out every day and eating better, like, just making simple decisions to not drink soda and only drink water and do the good breakfast every morning, man. Like, sometimes I'm a country boy, so sometimes I'm going to do the bullshit. Sometimes I'm going to get the pork bacon sometimes. But for the most part... (laughs) I do turkey bacon, you know, like, I, I break it up, you nice. know what I'm saying? When I get tired of eating the turkey bacon, I'm like, man, I'm going to get the pack of real bacon this week, we're going to do real bacon all week. But then sometimes, you know, for the most part, it's them healthy, everyday smoothies, turkey bacon, couple eggs, whatever, the, the protein waffle, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. replacing my bad habits with good habits is what was able to keep it going, because once you're... Once you see that progress, man, you start to feel so good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you have true self-confidence, you don't need the false bravado that drugs and alcohol give you anymore, dude. Wow. Hey, this is Living Your Truth with Tavares Season 7. We got Jason the Sin God in the building. We'll be right back. Sit tight. We're paying some bills, and we'll be right back. The funk the land fools us. We the funk, we the funk, Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Today we're talking about bad habits, and we have a very dear friend of mine, my brother from another, Mr. Jason the Sin God is in the building. We here, baby. We here. So, you know how we be talking about writing. You know we be getting into them books. Tell the people what you've been working on, man, because I want to tell them, but I think it's more appropriate for you to tell them, my brother, what you working on with that book. Man, I got this this book coming out soon. It's called 43 The Book. 
it started out as just a manifesto called mm-hmm. 43 the code which is just 43 statements but i went ahead and uh turned those statements into chapters nice. and uh we're gonna release it here soon on it'll come out on audible first and nice. i'm thinking i even want to try to make some hard copies even if it's just like a limited run for the true blues individuals out there that might want to support that Yo, real quick, let the people know what are the Sindividuals. I was going to mention this, but again, it's so more appropriate when you mention it. What are the Sindividuals? I think I'm a Sindividual. Let them know. Man, this, the Sindividuals, at the, at, at the most basic definition, are just people who are fans of my music and relate to my uh, moral and ethic code, I guess, which, nice. which is ultimately the 43 to code, you know? And it's what I rap about. It's all through my music. It's plain and easy to see that that's what I'm all about. It's always on my mind when I'm writing a song. So the individuals at the most basic definition are just people who kind of relate to the life journey that I'm on and they can feel it through the music. But on a more broader definition, on a more like worldwide spectrum, I would say you don't even really have to know who I am. To be a individual, you know, you you obviously got to know who I am to be calling yourself a individual, or you wouldn't know what that was. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we're all just sinners struggling with whatever it is, and I feel like it's really important to get a hold on that sh- those struggles, you know, with this sinful nature that we have. Because mm. at a certain point, man, you can lose yourself, you can lose your mind, and that's a very dark, dangerous. Uh, situation to be in a lot of people don't ever come back from from you know that depth of darkness like that mm. so this individual is just a person that realizes you know how how crazy their life is and they want to try to balance the good and bad out you know because you, you you ain't never gonna get the bad all the way out dude so you got to figure out how to balance that shit and that's what this individual is man Terrific explanation. I love how you broke that down. I'm definitely a individual for sure. Um, and not only because I support your music and your craft and your vision, but I feel that explanation. You know, it definitely can be a very dark place and space. And I've been those. I've been in those spaces uh, with my trials and tribulations with alcohol and drugs. I. You know, I was the last one of the group I ran with who, like, stopped partying. At least that's how it felt. I took my party into, like, a medicating state. And that's when I knew I had, you know, these bad habits that once started off in a very, you know, cool, glamorous nature. You know, the nightlife, the club, promoting parties, doing shows. You know, it's all a part of that makeup, right? Until it isn't. And so... When we talk about the bad habits and we talk about the things that we've been able to overcome, how do you feel about yourself now, knowing that you were, you know, you were in one place and now you're in this other place? What's that make you feel like about yourself? Man, I, I feel finally happy, and the reason I choose to, the word to say finally happy is because I'm actually I'm going to drop a project called Finally Happy, which nice. is probably shocking to a lot of people who've been longtime listeners of my music because a lot of my shit is sad, depressing, or angry. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I can say I feel. I feel less 
angry man that I've ever been in my life. My whole nice. life, I feel like I've just been angry from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. You can even ask my mom that. My mom used to say that shit to people. She used to be like, this motherfucker wakes up in a bad mood. You know, like, <laughs> he's, he's just on that. Like, he's just on that angry shit. That's just who he is. And it's like, yeah, man, for the first time, I feel like I don't really have a lot of anger anymore, you know? Like, wow. sometimes it still tries to come out, you know? I get frustrated. That's just the ADHD type of shit. But yep. I don't really feel like I'm an angry person anymore for the first time in my life, dude. Wow, man. I'm so proud to hear that. And I feel that, you know, I have ADHD. I was diagnosed as a child. But the trip is, I just found out about this, like, two years ago. So I'm still processing. However, it feels good to be able to be transparent about having ADHD. It feels good to be on the phone with my brother right now, who I know we can relate on this ADHD level where most people may look at us like, damn dog, why are you so excited? Or damn dog, you always mad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. To the it's like almost extreme highs and extreme lows in the yep. sense, and when you yep. get them extreme lows, people are like, "Damn, dog, why are you why why are you so like recluse to the world?" When last week you were like a such an outgoing party animal. Mm. You know? Man, you're so right about that, man. It, it's it's crazy how we relate and connect on that, and yet we're so creative. You know, when it comes to folks with ADHD, you know. We are very impulsive, right? Um, And sometimes we can have a lot of social anxieties. But what's a trip is that, you know, you and I are both like extroverts in our creative field. So how has, you know, do you, well, do you feel having ADHD, how do you feel it's played a role in your creativity if it has? Do you believe it has? Oh, man, absolutely. That's why I started my podcast. It's the only reason I started my podcast. It's called ADHD, but it's the number 80 and then HD. I love it. So the whole reason I started all that is because I realized, like, man, like, ADHD can blur the lines Mm. of who you might think you are, of who Mm -hmm. you might perceive you are, Mm -hmm. because the rest of the world is perceiving you a certain way and they're Mm -hmm. treating you that way. So the way you are being treated because of your behavior, whether you're in control of it yet or not, and you realize what's going on, people are treating you the way they treat you as a direct result of your behavior. And Mm. so they think whatever they think about you, and then you perceive yourself in that way sometimes, right? So as a kid, like, I always perceive my anger, you know, as like um just a part of like who I was and like I was supposed to embrace it. So that's why I like took that whole like gangster path and like hung out with the type of people I did and just did all the stuff I did. And really what I realize now is, you know, I'm not someone, I'm an empathetic person. I'm not someone that just wants to go pillage and plunder man because i'm angry because i don't feel bad about it later i am a type of person that realizes the flaws and the 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 just the way that the system tries to indoctrinate different people in different areas with the way that the, the politics and everything is put into place i'm angry at that i'm not i'm not angry at anybody out on the streets you nice. know so 
the ADHD, basically, you know, your emotions, they run so high. Yep. And it makes you act in a way that might confuse people. Yep. So they perceive you a certain way, and then yep. you get treated away. The teachers used to always treat me like I was doing something bad because yep. I couldn't shut up in class. Yep. Because I wanted to write a song when everybody else was learning history because I don't like history. I like English. I like language arts better. So... You know, I would perceive that as I'm a bad guy. I'm wow. a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a thug. I'm the motherfucker. I'm in ISS all day with all these other people that are doing all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I took a path where I did stuff that I that that I shouldn't have did, man. You know, like when I was a kid, bro, like we broke into people's houses, did all kind of sick shit that I wouldn't fucking ever dreamed of doing. You know, wow. but I just was I around it. the wrong people because I was perceived in the wrong way, and I fucking just thought that was my path in life. You know. And so a lot of the times, the, the the emotions that run really high would just make you think things and feel things, and you'll make decisions, and you'll end up in this lifestyle because of your emotions. And the way I deal with it now is I write everything down. Nice. You know, I don't, I don't do drugs and alcohol because I smoke a lot of weed, but I don't do, do drugs and alcohol anymore because it's – I can't handle it. My emotions are already all over the place. Yep. I cannot get back to where I was as easily as other people can, I guess, after they do all that stuff that people do, you know? So that's the main reason I quit drinking. But yeah, with with ADHD, man, it just confuses you and blunders you up. Another thing I I realized is my whole life I felt like I didn't really have friends. And it's Mm. because... People can't handle you when you have ADHD. It's true. You have so many things to say, and you start saying those things, and then you get all these other thoughts, and people just get tired of it, man. And that's all it is, and it'll hurt your feelings, especially when you're young and you don't understand, why don't these people want to be around me? Why do these kids call me annoying? Why, why is this? Why is that? So, you know, the way that I channeled it and expressed it, before I got to this point I'm at now, you know, and I'm writing in journals every night. I'm not just writing raps, dude. I got three fucking journals I write in almost every night. Nice. And if I couldn't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't do that. Well, actually, I could because I, th- that was like last year. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a kid, that's how all the rap stuff started, man. Yep. Is I just wow. was spent a lot of time by myself and I would get grounded a lot and I'd be in detention and ISSS. ISS, you know, in school suspension, mm-hmm. and I'd be suspended from school. I'd be at my house alone while my mom was at work, you know. So it's like I just start, and I love rap music so much. I was such a fan of it already. I was so obsessed with people like Eminem because he's obviously ADHD as fuck. Yep. And talked about all the crazy stuff. Being a poor white kid, I related to it. And then Fifty Cent had that angry, aggressive like, yep. you know. I got shot nine times. I got shot in my face. I got a fucking revenge to settle, you know? Like, so I just really related to those two guys. And then all the empathetic, heartfelt stuff that Tupac said. Like, Tupac, 57, and Eminem were like my idols, were like my father figures. And I just felt so alone. And I just sat in my room and I would just emulate the hip-hop life. And I would just write rhymes about what I felt and what happened at school, you know? And unfortunately the rap world and all my emotions and the people around me in my you know on lake on mountain on meth mountain all those influences and all those aspects that made me feel the way i did i think they confused me and they made me 
they made me go down a, a bad path for a while, man. But I'm I'm back now, man, and uh, I'm never gonna be that down bad again, that confused again because I'm so in control of dealing with myself. But that's basically it, man. ADHD will make you have intense feelings. It will make you really excited when other yep. people are just kind of excited. Yep. It'll make so like true. when everybody opens their presents on Christmas, they're excited. But you're so excited, you're about to piss your fucking pants, dude. And <laughs> that will put you in a situation where people can't understand you and you start to feel alone. And then you might start start harmful behaviors. Man, this is Living Your Truth with Tavares Season 7. I could not have asked for it to start any better in the building. It's Jason the Sin God. We'll be right back. What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Get your next nutrition coach at thebodysynthesis.com today. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We have my dear friend and brother, Mr. Jason the Sin God in the building. And he's been breaking it down. Like he's been talking about 43 the book. He's talked about the sin individuals. And he's talked about his podcast, ADHD, which I'm a huge fan of. I mean, the kid is on fire. So, Jay, you're vibrating high. You are evolving as a human being. I'm in love with this conversation, my man. I can't even front. Like, I'm learning so much from you. What is next? Because you recently were on tour, right? Oh, yeah. I went on a, I went on a tour with OnlyFire.net, actually. They took us from L.A. all the way to a place called Hadley, Massachusetts. They were doing a festival out there called Grasses Greener Gathering. Nice. And it was a, it was an amazing time, man. Action Bronson and Wyclef John headlined it. Nice. And um, they had me on the main stage. I performed the debut performance of Bags and Boxes. I saw it. That shit was fire. <laughs> hey, I saw your performance. It was fire. Dope. Well done. Um, how did you... How'd you get on the tour? How'd this happen? Well, I mean, I'm basically like an influencer for this company, OnlyFire.net, which, by the way, if anybody listening needs any premium craft-grown products, go follow these guys on Instagram at OnlyFire 3.0. Tell them I sent you. They're going to take good care of you. Nice. But So I'm like an influencer for these people, you know, and um, they just had this idea to go out and then basically sign people up for their website, get new members at this festival. And they were like, man, we got this rapper that's coming with us too. Can he get a spot to perform? And they're like, hell yeah. And they put me on, well, they were actually going to put me on like the secondary stage. Mm -hmm. And then we sent them my links and they were like, oh, hell no. We got to put him on the main stage because nice. he's going to provide some great entertainment. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, like a lot of things are happening for me now. So we went out there and did that. We had a couple other awesome people with us. There was a pro BMX rider, Cody McKenna. He's sponsored by Vans. There's a guy, uh, Brandon Pendergraph. He's like a model influencer guy from LA. He's really cool. And it was just, it was amazing experience, man. And I've also just did a bunch of shows on um, Shaggy 2 Dope from ICP. He's on a tour right now. 
called the Quest for the Ultimate Groove Tour. Nice. And I just went and performed on that in Vegas and Fresno. And, dude, it was amazing. I wish I could have kept going, man, but I had some other things I got to do. But it, it's been incredible. I love the fact that you are an entrepreneur. You're an influencer. You're a hip-hop artist. And you're an incredible human being. And you're taking care of yourself while doing all of this. For everybody listening right now, if you're going to get into the music, or better yet, the business of music, this is what it should kind of look like, right? And I say kind of because Jason the Sin God is a one of one. You will create the rest of your vision based on what you're exposed to, much like Jason has, much like I have. And so I, I point out those accolades because a lot of folks think when they get into hip hop, like they can just be one way. And we all know the bad habits that come with being in the business of music. I mean, there's drugs, sex and rock and roll. I mean, that's just what it is. And so to hear you, Jay, speak in a way that you are full of energy, you lend support, and you're hardworking all while maintaining clarity of the mind, I got to just say congratulations, my man, because that is what I believe a human being is. You learn from the bad habits. You don't look to be perfect. And it sounds like you're loving your whole self. Is that accurate? Oh, man, yeah, I'm so in love with myself lately, man. That's, you ain't going to be happy if you ain't. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I, I often share that with folks all the time, like, you know, loving yourself, being intentional about your personal growth. For everyone listening, if you want to change something in your life, you have to start changing things that you do daily, okay? And it truly is that simple. You heard Jason earlier, he talked about starting with 50 push-ups. Now he's up to 200 push-ups and now he's incorporating other exercises. When it comes to living your truth, this is essential. It is imperative for us to show up to ourselves, to step into ourselves, to love ourselves completely so that we are whole. I know along my journey, I have taken pieces of me away. I call it shape-shifting. I've taken those pieces away to fit in with certain groups of people, circles, okay? Jason, have you done shape-shifting before? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, you, you definitely, you know, it just goes back to that classic saying. I don't know if everybody's heard this or not, but <clears throat> more than one wise person has brought this up to me about the two wolves inside you. You got a good yep. one and a bad one. Tell him. You got to feed that good one, man. Make him strong so he'll kill the bad one, and the bad one won't be there. Or the bad one might still be there, but he'll be so fucking weak, he's not going to be able to stand a chance against those good thoughts, and those good thoughts are always going to win. I love how you broke that down. And I do believe that, and I do subscribe to that, my brother. I do feel like there are, you got the bad wolf and the good wolf. And I do believe the stronger of the two will be the one you feed the most. But okay. hey, here's one thing people can't forget. What's that? Time is in control. So there's a certain time that comes where mm. you, 
I mean, mm. listen to what we're saying. You got to feed the good wolf more than the bad wolf. But if you feed that bad wolf too much, man, and that time passes, mm. bro, you're done. That's so right. Life ain't no joke. It's a gift. And your life is your life. It's not your parents' life. Mm. It's not your boss's life. Mm. It's not your wife's life mm. or your girlfriend's life or okay. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to steer that boat, man. And if that time passes, that's it. So please, for anybody listening to this episode, for the love of you, don't let that time pass you up. Take control of your life right now. Ooh, my man is dropping it. Oh, I love that part right there. I love all of it. Because you're spot on with that. Everyone struggles. Everyone has inner struggles. There is no ranking system when it comes to inner struggles. And I love the fact that Jason has stepped into himself. I mean, since the first episode we've been on together. Actually, since the clubhouse room. And it's interesting because your energy, your energy is what I connected to. You were and still are so outspoken. And I love that about you. Like, I truly admire that about you because there's so many people who struggle with speaking to people. There's so many people who struggle with just getting out of bed. You guys are all listening to two gentlemen with ADHD who show zero signs of slowing down anytime soon within their respected lanes, with their respected crafts. That is why I also began Living Your Truth with Tavares. I needed someone to talk to. Real talk. The first episode of the first season, that's how it started. And I love the fact that you mentioned how you started ADHD, your podcast. What can people yeah. look for? And go ahead. You were going to say something? I, yeah, I was going to say. Go I for just, it. Yeah, I started ADHD just because I, I started to realize when I quit drinking, you know, when I started the, the journey of not drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. I started to realize more and more like, holy shit, like my whole personality, my whole life basically revolves around these symptoms, Ooh. my creativity, my strong opinion, yep. my passionate behavior, mm. it's all from ADHD. So I was like, man, I want to start a podcast, you know, and this guy, Noby, he was telling me like, because I was asking him, what do you think I should do to like pop harder on the internet? Like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It doesn't seem like it's working for real. He was like, well, man, one thing you like to do is talk a lot. <laughs> and people are doing podcasts now. So he was like, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, what is it going to be? And I started talk, thinking about it. I was like, dude, you know what? I need to get on here. And it's going to be ADHD, the hyperactive hip hop podcast with Jason the Sin God. And I just interview people who are creative or who want to talk about ADHD and, and mental mental struggles. Man, that's what I'm talking about. I think what's so dope about what you just said and what you're doing is that you were able to fuse hip-hop and ADHD together. These are two worlds that couldn't be further apart. I'm getting chills right now. And it's because ADHD runs rampant in hip-hop. Nobody ever talks about it. They don't talk about it. Why do you think that is, Jay? Well, because when you have ADHD, you just you're just a lot more compulsive and you're a lot more um, receptive to attention in a good way because you want it so bad and mm. you're rejected so many times. Mm. Like real early on, 
you're going to get rejected. When you're, it's going to start when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. When you start going to school and shit, and you're trying to make friends, you're going to start feeling that rejection real early on. And when you are, when you have ADHD and your emotions are sensitive to you, and you get rejected, oh Woo. my god, bro, Woo. it hurts. Yeah. So when you start looking into creative things as an outlet to express yourself and you know push that pressure out get it out of you so you won't feel that nasty feeling anymore you know a lot of people start writing raps because especially nowadays dude like it seems like more kids want to be rappers unfortunately (laughs) than ever and i think it's because rap just became dude it became what i call like the mega genre like the ultimate genre right because hip-hop it's the creation of nothing new. It's the recreation of everything under the sun. You take a song, you sample it, you make that shit hotter. You make it, you make it how you like it, how you and your community likes it, and that's why it's never gonna go away. Go away. And it started out as this thing that people thought was a fad. They thought it was a black thing. They thought it was an mm-hmm. inner city thing. And mm-hmm. now you got country singers involved with hip hop. Sure do. Of it. So. All these kids that go through this ADHD thing, they eventually need an outlet. A lot of kids are looking to get into rap music these days. And when you have been rejected so much and you're looking for that attention and you finally start being creative and people start responding to it, well, you know, you just want to go balls to the wall with it finally. Like when you show a kid love that's never been loved, whatever they're being loved for they're gonna go hard with that wow i never heard it put like that wow they're gonna go hard with that because it ain't no joke to them they're like hey this is my life now this is my chance finally when all those other kids were being celebrated because they had good grades but i couldn't focus and they were talking to me like i was stupid and i needed to be put in special classes or whatever your case might have been you know, well, that made you feel like you're a reject of society, like you're dirty, like you ain't no good. So when finally somebody praises you because you did something unique, and that's the thing about people with ADHD, they're going to find another way, dude. Yep. They might not be able to do do it the, the way. They might not be able to follow the protocol that everybody else follows at work, but they can go start a business and figure out their own way. And it's going to be a whole new thing, dude. A whole new revolutionized thing, dude. And that's just that's just how it is, man. People with ADHD have a superpower, but the downfall of ADHD is the negative emotions because you feel so alone. Mm. Man, look, bruh. I can't even believe it's going down like this on season seven. First episode, Jason is Sin God. I am Tavares. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. You guessed it. We'll be right back. Don't forget to pick up my new book, Kiss by the Wind, a book of poems and passions, volume three, out now on Amazon Books. Go ahead and search Tavares Allen Garrett and get yourself a copy. Thank you for your support.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Please say a prayer for those over in Turkey and continue praying for those in Ukraine. The world, as we all know, is going through a very dark time right now. So please, let's shine a light and show love. Thank you. And until the next time, be the best versions of yourself. Peace. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. And we are talking about bad habits. I'm so happy to have this gentleman, my brother from another, on the show. Mr. Jason, the sin god, is in the building. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. We were just talking about this off air. We were talking about how people are able to still stay and maintain productivity, even though they're drunk or they're high. And look, we've both been there. I know during my bad habit days, uh, I was very proactive still. In fact, I would probably say that I felt like I was even more productive at times, but we also know the false pretense that drugs and alcohol can yeah, cast on us, up. right? So when you were involved with your bad habits, um, obviously you found yourself to be probably super productive, right? I thought I was, yeah. I thought I was just saying that on... Um... On the podcast, on the, I just did two podcasts, and I was just saying that on the podcast, man. I thought I used to be, and I was an angry person, so I was angry at everyone else, right? And I thought it was everyone else's fault that I wasn't blowing up, when really it was my fault because I thought I was working hard. But, dude, I wasn't doing half of the shit that I needed to be doing. Mm, I know. That's right, man. And, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned while we were on break how you was knocking down like 30 beers a day. And I remember when I was waking up to... I call them tall boys. For those that don't know, that's the 24-ounce can. And so I was cracking two of those back-to-back, basically slamming them at like 9 in the morning. And then I go go right to the studio and, you know, knock out two, three songs, only to pass out by like, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) See, he recorded the songs. You feel like you're fucking little Wayne. You're in the studio with your sunglasses on, smoking weed, drinking a hundred beers, and yep. you got four songs back to back, and your dumbass friends are impressed by that, so you guys are done for the rest of the day. But dude, Lil Wayne has a whole record label and a team and all these other people to help him. So if he wants to drink a pint of lean and take a nap, he can. True. But you gotta go get it, baby. You can't fucking take a nap. Nope, you sure can't. Especially as an independent artist, because you know, the grind of indie artists, for those who don't quite understand, and of course, for those that do, um, we are 24-7, 365 with this. And so there are no days off, especially when it comes to an ADHD recipient like myself or like Jason the Sin God. The way our productivity rolls, our thoughts are flowing endlessly. We're always in a creative space. Would you agree, Jay? Oh yeah, it never stops, dude. That's that's why, man. My, one of my biggest struggles still to this day is sleep, man. Like I would really, really wish I could go to sleep every night without what I I take this edible every night, which okay. I used to take a way high dose, but now I don't. I take a way lower dose, so I'm nice. proud of that. But sometimes Good. I wish I could just go to sleep without anything, man. But I feel like it's damn near impossible because my mind would not stop, dude. I'll wow. be sitting here all night writing. Wow. Wow. And I can't. I I can't. I need to get up and do those push-ups. I need to go to sleep. And sleep is gold. To me, that is the body's number one currency is sleep. We need sleep because, you know, sleep helps to rejuvenate, uh, 
invigorate our body, white and blood cells, our brain cells as well. Um, and so sleep is definitely key. And you just heard Jason, he has a hard time getting to sleep. Um, I have also gone through my bouts of getting, you know, inconsistent sleep. And so it's something that we definitely are very mindful of. I myself, like, for example, I don't eat three hours before bed. The example is this. If my bedtime yeah, is do, seven. I've been doing that too. If it's, if it's anywhere near 8 p.m., dude, I'm not eating nothing. Nice. And you know why that is? It's because it takes, first of the all. Digestive, right? Yep. It takes our bodies two hours to digest protein. Anywhere from two to two and a half hours, depending on the protein. Fish, chicken, or meat, right? And so when the body's going through that experience, that in itself is going to keep us up because of the amount of energy that the body is using to digest. And so we can't even get the serotonin flowing until this protein or the food that we have in our belly is digested. And then, of course, the reason I do the whole three hours before bed is because it allows the fat stores to kick in, which in turn helps for a deeper sleep. Now, as an ADHD recipient, again, I still have my struggles. And so Jay mentioned edibles earlier. Um, I have had, I've tried one line called snooze. Um, some have worked, some haven't. And so for those of us with ADHD, it is truly a struggle trying to get sleep because the thoughts do keep flowing. I mean, I can create for all day, every day, and probably not even eat. So I have to manage that time. Do you experience yeah, me that? Too. That's a that's a that's a big one for me too. I had to stop and eat, bro, or I'll be skinny, bro. Yep. See, so it's not just like, look, we love going hard in the studio. We love going hard on our crafts, but we can also go to the point where we forget to even eat, and that's just how it is with folks with with well with my experiences. And it sounds like Jade, you've had similar experiences. Oh yeah. You know. Um, how do you feel about medication and ADHD? Are you for it? Are you a, do you oppose it? Does it even matter to you? What do you think? In my in my personal experience, I don't like it because when I was real young, I was uh I've tried all these different pharmaceuticals that my mom had me taking from doctors. Like, dude, my mom had me in therapy when I was real young. Like I okay. remember being in therapy when I was like seven years old probably dude wow and and yeah like Damn, i remember like young. i would like i would be in class and my mom would come get me out or like there would be like a call over the intercom like hey send jason up his mom's here to get him and then she would take me to i didn't know where we were going you know and we would just go somewhere downtown and my mom would just try try to be all nice to me that day and i knew something was <laughs> weird but now i see what's up now but so yeah i was in therapy at a real young age and then uh, I started taking these different medicines. I took Vyvanse. I took Adderall. Okay. I didn't really like how that stuff made me feel, man. Okay. And at a young age, like around probably like 13, 14, you know, there was this older dude in my neighborhood. He was like a teenager, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe like in his young 20s or something. And he was telling me like, yeah, dude, like. The, the pharmaceuticals, some people don't like them. Some people smoke weed. And that's kind of like when I started smoking weed, like real nice. heavy. You know, and it was this big thing with my mom. But anyways, this is my, this is my say-so on pharmaceutical drugs right here to, to um, medicate ADHD. This is my full straight-up opinion. I think 
people with ADHD don't need drugs. I think they need the right diet, and I think they need to be loved. I think people need to listen to what the fuck they have to say. That's what I think. I don't think what's wrong with them is a disease. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody that has ADHD. I just think you're you're probably an artist or mm. just an independent thinker, and you probably beat to your own drum, and I don't think that's a reason to sedate somebody or attempt to, you know? So we give them these stimulants, right, mm-hmm. that have phetamines in them, like Adderall and Vyvanse. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I use a little bit of caffeine. If I feel like I'm a little bit... And it's a hit or miss for some people that have ADHD. So this is just my personal experience. Okay. Some people with ADHD will tell me they drink a Red Bull and they'll go to sleep. If we're wow. Relaxing. wow. Well, maybe they're drinking too much of it, man, because I drink a little bit of coffee, a little bit of Red Bull, and that it relaxes my thoughts to the point that now I can focus on a less thoughts at a time. I can focus on one or two thoughts that I need to focus on right now and I'm not thinking about next week or thinking about this song that I want to write or whatever, yeah, you know? So I take a little, the exercise, dude. Wow. The, it all starts mm-hmm. in the morning. Cause if the morning's fucked up, you're not going to go to sleep. If you don't go to, going to go to, if you don't get sleep, that's going to mess everything up. Sure so you got to get up, man. And you have to exercise. That's going to make you feel better. That's going to clear some of those thoughts out of your mind. This is my exact ADHD regimen from Jason to send wake up early do a light exercise. Do like 50 push-ups, 100 push-ups, something small, and go for a walk, if not a jog. Nice. All right? And then you're going to want to do a good breakfast. Nice. Take breaks from your work. Make sure you're eating enough stuff. Drink plenty of water. Nice. If you feel like you're a little too distracted and you have racing thoughts, maybe drink a little bit of caffeine. Just a little bit. And, and, and. Be intentional with what you're taking. Nice. Know that, okay, when I drink this cup of coffee, this has this much caffeine in it. If it makes you feel in a, a way that you don't want to feel, then drink less. If it's not working, then drink a little bit more and, and see and just experiment with it. Before you go to a therapist and tell them that you think you want to be prescribed some kind of drugs, try to do some exercise first, get on a cleaner diet, drink plenty of water, Maybe some caffeine will help you stay focused. And at nighttime, this is the major thing for me. At nighttime, dude, I'm still going. My brain is still going. Yeah. So what I do is I seclude myself from everybody. I get in a room, my room. I light a candle. Mm. And I write down every single word that comes to my head. Every thought that I have, if I'm sad, if I'm upset, if I'm happy, whatever i write down whatever thoughts are in my head i write them down straight to the paper in a hundred percent honest true form you just write it down no one's gonna read it put it in a safe if that makes you feel better but get that stuff out of your head dump it out of your head onto the paper at the end of the night light a candle put on some calming music and you should be able to you should be able to feel better if you can consistently do that every day Jason, wow. I love That's everything. That's what makes me feel better. And I mean, outside of taking pharmaceuticals that was given to me by my parents that from the doctor, that was all legal and that was all regulated. That didn't help me. Well, I also took a lot of drugs on my own. You know, I took fucking Adderall later on in life thinking, oh, Adderall helps ADHD. I'm going to buy some off the street 
and fucking have them right here and try to use them, try to medicate myself. And if I like it, maybe I'll go back to the doctor. None of that stuff worked for me personally, but what works for me is exercise, writing my thoughts and my feelings down and surrounding myself with people like Tavares that are like honest about why they're in my life. And that's all it is. And man, that's a, that's a whole new episode for another day is all the crazy psychic vampires and manipulators you got to deal with out there that make these types of struggles even harder because they're mm, out there they're out there brother well said they're Jason. in your family they're in your they're in your uh work life they're mm-hmm. they're, they're there right now especially if you're going through it and you're not all the way mind strong and you're not all the way loving yourself i guarantee you there's someone in your life right now that you think is a friend and they're draining you of your energy and they're the reason that you can't break those bad habits mm. Man, you are breaking it all the way down. And like he said, you got people that are in your life who are givers of energy and then those that are takers of energy. And so we have to be mindful in managing our energy, managing our expectations, managing our intentional personal growth. I know for myself, when it comes to my morning regimens, I subscribe to what you are speaking on uh, the workouts in the morning, uh, stretches, meditating, staying hydrated. And then I also add my affirmations. I have like 30 affirmations I go through every day. And I'll go through these affirmations throughout the day. And they all start with I am. And I'll give you an example. I am healthy. I am happy. I am wealthy. I am love. I am peace. And I go through all of these affirmations And these affirmations really lend themselves to calming me down and keeping me present. So I love every single thing you said, Jay, when it comes to your ADHD regimen. I agree. I don't think we need to be medicated. My first time sitting in front of a psychiatrist, within 20 minutes of evaluating me, he prescribed me some drugs. That blew my mind. And I mean... That's how it works. And that's why there's so much dope on the street. Man. I'm from in Alabama. I remember, dude, people would be like, hey, I'm going to this doctor today, but it's six hours away because I found one that's a quack that's just going to give me what I want. So if you guys come with me, everyone that comes with me on that six-hour ride will get some free Xanax or whatever it was. Yeah, dude, that's the pharmaceutical business. And that's why cannabis... It's so hard to access and so fucking expensive because it will it will destroy the pharmaceutical industry, bro, because you don't need so many pills. No, you don't. And the and the thing about medication, my take on it is it's just not sustainable, in my opinion. I can't no, you know man. what I'm saying? You can't grow it. You can't the thing is I can't see myself being on a med for and again, let me be very clear. For anyone listening who takes medication, you're okay. I understand it's your journey. It's your truth. As you know, Living Your Truth with Tavares is an all-inclusive podcast. We're we're inclusive. We're not exclusive. And that is how I show love to everybody listening. These are just... If if your life's better than it was because you're taking a medicine you weren't taking before, then it is what it is. Keep taking it. I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody to quit taking their medicine. But I'm just saying... It doesn't work for me, and I feel better when when I'm exercising and stuff. My brother, I'm right there with you. It doesn't work for my for me either, for my system. Um, I just, I feel like if I'm taking something for like 10 years, when it comes time to get off it, I feel like I'm going to be altered, and I'm not really 
in a position where I'm going to subscribe to being altered because I love myself just the way that I am. I want to think... My biggest fear is with medicine, becoming dependent on medicine is I get in these situations like I just did at the airport where they lost my bag, Mm. you know, or I was in a situation where one time my flight was canceled and I had to stay two days at a hotel. What if I run out of medicine, dude? I know, hey, right? Like... I don't want to go into a tailspin in this hotel far from home, far and, from my doctor. Drinking 40 beers every day again? Because, no, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'll be dependent on anything besides myself. Uh, well said, my brother. Is there anything you want the people to know before we get out of here right now? Um, What's man, coming up? What you got? SinMilitia.com. All right. see exclusive content you can't see anywhere else. And uh, hear all my music before it even comes out. All right, give them the website one more time. It's sinmilitia.com. And you can support the merchandise at 43thecode.com. But all the dope content is at sinmilitia.com. The podcast, ADHD, the next episode is going to have Tavares on it. All that stuff is on sinmilitia.com. And a lot of those episodes will never come out anywhere else because a lot of that stuff is just exclusive to the community on that website. But other than that, man, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Keep living your truth. Nice. Keep your head up and just be honest with yourself, man, and watch the people that are around you. I know that's right, man. My brother from another, Mr. Jason is sin. God blessed us right here on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Season 7, Episode 1. I couldn't have asked for a better guest on a better day. We'll be right back. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important, and many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah, and can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day, and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch-up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time and have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We have had Jason the Singot on the show. We've been talking about bad habits. And, you know, Jason and I were talking just a moment off air. And I wanted to just give him his flowers on air because... He deserves his flowers on air. A lot of y'all know a Jason the Sin God in your community, maybe even in your family. 
Maybe even amongst the group of friends that you run with, that you've ran with since the first grade. Jason the Sin God is an amazing human being. He's flawed. He's imperfect. He is different. And that is what makes him special. That is what makes him a one of one. The way he shows up to himself, he understands who he is. He understands his spirit, his journey. He knows where he's been and he knows where he's going. And that is why it's been such an honor to have him on the show today. Yeah, it's season seven. It's the last season of Living Your Truth with Tavares. And so I knew where to go to get the hitters. And I went and got a hitter in Mr. Jason the Sin God. He's truly an inspiration to myself and many others all around the world. He shows grace to himself. He doesn't beat himself up. You know why? It's because he knows who he is. Jason is loving his whole self. He's no longer leaving pieces of himself behind only to find them later later, and to attach them to his puzzle of life. See, most people, when we go back to get those pieces of ourselves and we want to evolve as a whole person, we got to use some tape to put those pieces back together. I've been there. See, what ends up happening is the more we show up to ourselves and the more we love ourselves, well, guess what happens to that tape? It disintegrates. And the pieces we left behind now connect organically. That is the power of loving yourself. That is the power of showing up to yourself. There's a lot of people out there right now who are experiencing some bad habits. No shade, no shame. Sometimes we have to go through the dark in order to get to the light. Jason, I want you to know how much I love you, how much I adore you, how much I support you. I thank you for coming on the show today, my brother. I had to give you your flowers in this epic fashion because you deserve it. You're out there on the road, you grinding. You're showing yourself love while showing everybody else so much love. You're giving off so much great energy. So I love the fact that you're making time for yourself in the morning by doing your push-ups, eating a balanced meal, taking a walk if need be, and journaling. Let me tell you something about journaling. That's what leaders do. Innovators do that. That's what they do. Great ideas are born out of solitude. So always be okay with being alone. It's not a bad thing. So Jason, I thank you so much for your courage, my brother. I thank you for your encouragement. I thank you for your leadership. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your music. And I thank you for being on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Anything you want to add, my man? Oh, man, other than I, I deeply appreciate you, man. Since day one, man, you just always had the things to say that nobody ever said. And I think that's one of the main things that just that gave me the power that I have now, man. I really appreciate it, Tavares. That's what's up, my brother. It's received. It's landed on my heart. And my man, I, I, I just can't say thank you enough for blazing I mean, blazing this first episode of season seven of Living Your Truth with Tavares. I told y'all, I told y'all it's gonna be fire. I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, we'll be right back. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Looking for love. What you looking for? You have all the love you need inside of you. On the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. If they knock me down, then I, I get up, dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares.